Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with CEO and the architect of success, Jocelyn Morin Nurse. As an architect of success, she possesses an impressive understanding of business and a career that has took her from public service to entrepreneur to CEO of a software company while growing her own leadership training company. She found a passion for impactful leadership, employee empowerment, sustainable growth, and business agility. She has led teams of 40-plus members, managed operations through crisis and transformation, redesigned recruiting processes, and overhauled business financials leading to profitability and measured growth. She's got a great story. Enjoy this interview. It's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out to the show. I appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be speaking with you. Yeah, me too. So you're the, you're a CEO and the architect of success. And before we get into that and how you arrived at this point in your life, I want to know over the last three years, COVID did all kinds of different things to all of us. And I'm curious how you survived that time period now that the world's waking up and how it's changed the way that you view life and conduct business now. Yeah, it really has changed everything, hasn't it? You know, like for me, I had been working fully remotely for years before this happened. And at the time, it was a novelty. And it was actually hard to pitch online training because people were like, oh, online, at remote, no, it can't possibly work. Um, but after everybody was kind of forced to experience it, now they were like, oh, wait a minute. They can be done remotely. Online training can be efficient. And so that certainly has changed a lot for me and my business in the sense that I can pitch myself to all kinds of people that I wasn't able to before because they're much more open to receiving the idea of online training and remote training and remote coaching and that kind of stuff. So it's really opened up my business for me. And I no longer have to explain what I do when I work remotely. Because <laughs> people are like, before it was, I don't know how you do it. I would always be distracted by laundry and all that stuff. And now they get it. It's like, no, it is totally possible to do. So it's really, really opened up things, you know. It, and it's really changed just the whole, like, uh, COVID experience and coming out of it in terms of leadership and the thought that goes behind leadership, that has completely changed as well in the sense that people want to show up at work in a more authentic way now, and they expect it with the whole quiet quitting and the great resignation and all those other things that it brought about. And I think that is just for the better, right? Like it's just forcing leaders to show up in new ways and accept individuals as their authentic selves at work. And I think that it's quite a wonderful thing. I agree, yeah, and I think it's simplified a lot of things in our lives. I think it was a very necessary change, and it's here to stay. Um, you know, let's get to the essence of what you do and who you are. I'm going to put you hypothetically in front of a bunch of grade school kids, third graders at a career day, and one of the kids looks up at you and asks, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Well, at the risk of using a little bit big words, let's say they're a little bit older grade school, <laughs> uh -huh. I would tell them that uh, I help leaders and aspiring leaders uh, to develop essential skills so that they can be effective, 
uh, both on the side of uh, strategy slash operations and on the side of people management and helping support and grow those amazing individuals within businesses so that the business can be run more efficiently and uh, scale more easily. So let's take you back to grade school. What did you want to be when you grew up? What was your dream? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Um, I, as a child, actually, uh, in grade school, I, I grew up in co-op housing. So my thoughts were a lot more about what I needed to do to ensure I'd be okay rather than what I'd like. It was more about survivalism than it was about aspiration. Um, when I was a, a little older, though, uh, I became very much interested in things like the stock market, which is really odd to say. I don't know why, <laughs> I just found it so fascinating in corporate law and business. And so as a little bit of an older child, I started watching uh, the nightly business report. And I think at the time it was like on PBS or something. But I started watching that and I was just so fascinated by it. And so for a while I thought, maybe I'll, I'll become a, a corporate lawyer. Um, but I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. It was pretty much like, I don't know, what are my options? And then I actually discovered theater, I discovered screenwriting, so I tried all kinds of things. But looking back, I see that really what I was searching for was a way to have impact. And it was for a way to connect with individuals and make a difference in their lives. And so I think ultimately in trying all these things, that's what I really wanted to do. So let's do this. I'm, I'm curious, are you happy with where you're at with your career based on what you were hoping would happen with your life? Is this, is this the right place you want to be? It's certainly the best place that I could be, yes. Uh, to, to say, am I happy? <laughs> That's a big ask. Uh, I would sure. say generally, yes. You know, like there are so many things in my life that are going very well. I am extremely lucky to be surrounded by amazing individuals. Do I want to do more? Yes, because I, I am an achiever. So I'm not competitive, though, but I am an achiever, which means I always want more out of myself, and my expectations of myself are pretty high. And if I don't clear that high bar, then I'm like, how come I didn't meet that? How come I didn't achieve that yet? And so to say, am I happy? Like, yes. I mean, objectively speaking, I'm extremely like, I mean, let's look at what's happening in the world, right? I'm incredibly lucky to live where I live in the environment that I live in. And even speaking as a woman, to have the rights that I have in, in my own country, I am extremely, extremely lucky and grateful. I have a, a fantastic support network. But would I want to do more? Yes, which is why I'm still doing this business thing, I'm writing a book, I'm doing all these things because I want to have even more impact. So let's go back to your childhood, and I, and I want to know exactly how some of these seeds were planted to become who you are. Tell me where you were born and raised and how those seeds were put in you to find this fascination with success in business. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Quebec City. So uh, I grew up in a, a mostly French environment, although both, both my parents uh, are bilingual, they speak English and French. I grew up in a French environment. And uh, I, I guess I've always kind of had 
a leader type personality. Uh, I was earlier, I mentioned that uh, my early childhood was spent in co-op housing and then eventually we moved out. But that I think shaped me just living in that type of, of world and just hearing what was going on with family. Just, I remember like, I must have been like six years old or something and, uh, my paternal grandmother lived in co-op housing. My uncle lived in co-op housing. And I actually remember my grandmother uh, talking with family about how difficult it was to obtain housing in the community. And even at that young age, I was already thinking, okay, well, it's difficult to get housing. I should probably get my name on the list early so that I'll have a place to live by the time I'm old enough to be on my own. So, you know, like who thinks that way as, as like a six-year-old? So I think the mentality was there. But I think also what happened is it forged this independence streak because it was like I'm going to have to figure things out for myself. But I think entrepreneurs also have that independence streak. You know, let's do it for ourselves mindset and uh, let's figure things out kind of attitude. And so I think that's kind of what led me there. But of course, as we know, right, it's a double-edged sword <laughs> because maybe that forces us to be a little too independent and not relying enough on a network of trusted advisors and truth tellers. <laughs> so to get that, that perspective and that full um, experience of entrepreneurship, I think it's important now, of course, I see it very differently. I, I think it's very important to surround ourselves with a network of trusted individuals that are going to uh, help us grow in our journey, even though we tend to have that, that uh, very independent streak. So who has been kind of a consistent role model for you in your life? Who have you looked up to and found inspiration from? It's going to sound super cliche, but my grandmother, <laughs> she was such a force for me. She was just an amazing, kind, strong human being and she worked back when you know typically women didn't work and she just spoke her mind but she was also very generous but just someone that I, I wanted to be like and I even and although I had never met her but I heard stories of my great-grandmother who in a time when women weren't even allowed to have a bank account. I mean, she had to rely on, on her brother's generosity to even have a bank account, but she ran her own business. She had a little, uh, like a convenience store type store, and she ran that by herself with, with her, her daughters in the, in the store. And I thought it was such an inspirational story to have these women who were like, eh, okay, life gave me these circumstances, not a problem. I'm figuring a way, out, a way out. And so that just really inspired me through life. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? <laughs> uh, I'm someone who really believes in that saying, you know, never meet your heroes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really believe that. Um, but, you know, also since I believe that leadership is 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 not a destination, it's not a title, you know, it's not chasing after that CEO um, level. Uh, I really think that it's a journey of, of pushing boundaries, learning and growth. So I would say 
I would, instead of just meeting like one person, I'm going to cheat a little bit, I'd say surround myself with leaders who are dedicated to making a difference. Leaders who are running a business successfully and who care equally about the business aspect as the beings aspect. You know, that the humans who are in the organization are as important as that bottom line number. And I'd like to, uh, yeah, get to know them and learn more about them so that I could uh, as well continue on my own journey of growth and leadership. So every day you wake up and you look at your day and what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, what's the ultimate motivator? What gets you going every day? I think it's still that desire to have impact. It's that desire to make a positive difference, to inspire, to almost pay it forward in a sense. So I really believe that leadership has an opportunity to inspire and elevate. And there's this almost polarization in the world of business that I've observed. And so you have the one side that's almost saying, no, it's all about the profits. It's all about let's make more money. It's all about squeezing every last dime. And then the other side is like, no, it's all about the people. Let's have a flat organization. Let everybody organize themselves. And I feel that there is room to meet in the middle, that it can be about both people and profits. It, they, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. And so I feel like as a leader, I have this opportunity to uh, pass that message along and to try to train a new generation of leaders who will focus on that middle ground, who will recognize that money is not about greed. You need money to be able to run your business. If you want to do good things for your your team members, you need to generate a profit. If you don't have a profit, you cannot run your business. You cannot create a culture where you're going to treat your team members well, where you're going to offer benefits to your team members that maybe other organizations don't. Uh, and so if you want to, to run that type of business, you have to also embrace the fact that your business is going to need money. And so focusing on revenue and generating revenue is not an action of greed. It's an action of necessity. And so it's kind of helping train that and ingrain that mindset of balancing the two and, and having that impact again. Um, you know, as a leader, I feel that we have an opportunity to impact people positively. And if we choose to show up every day and be that person, then we can, it can go a long way. And I'm just going to give you an example. Um, there was a, a time a long time ago, I took over a position uh, as a leader. And the first thing I was told was, this person's a problem person. You need to fix that. I was like, all right, well, give me a sec here. I don't know anybody here, so <laughs> let me get to know the people. Instead of approaching that person with the idea that, oh, this person's a problem person, look at their productivity, I spoke to them. And I found out that they were going through absolutely incredibly stressful things in their personal lives. And I was like, the problem isn't that they're a terrible employee. The problem is what they are dealing with is, is insane and they need proper support. 
And in doing that, the person like completely changed because now they no longer had a manager that was essentially trying to get them fired, but had someone who was trying to understand them as a person. And their productivity completely changed once they felt supported. And so I guess that's what brings me every day to try to yeah. recreate that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's kind of dig a little bit into the wisdom that you've gained over the years. And I'm going to throw this out at you. If you have a dream tonight, you run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give advice to that younger version based on the wisdom and the things that you've lived through in your life. What would you tell your young version? Oh, wow. The first thing I would tell that 20-year-old version of myself is things will get better. <laughs> uh, you know, at that age, I still had a lot of stuff to work through. And I would just say, just get the guidance you need to work through that stuff. And I promise you that things on the other side are going to be so much better. And also at that, that age, I, I, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was still in that exploratory phase where it's like, oh, maybe I can try this. Maybe I can try that. And I just say, like, if I were to give myself, let's say, career advice, I'd just say continue to be yourself because as I mentioned earlier, I've kind of always felt called to be a leader, but I was being told stuff like, you laugh too much. No one's ever going to take you seriously as a boss. And so it kind of messed with me a little bit in the sense that, well, if I need to change who I am to be an effective leader, then forget that. So I would tell myself, don't, don't listen to those voices. That's not true. People want authentic leaders that they can follow <laughs> and that they can, who's going to be there with them. And so I'd, I'd tell myself, you know, continue focusing on the two sides as, as I did back then. Focus on, obviously, the very practical stuff like plan for the future, put money aside, invest, pay down your loans, get as much of an, of an education as you can. Um, Seek out learning opportunities. Keep growing and learning. So that would be the super practical side. And continue leaving room for that second aspect, which is exploring, creating your own unique path. And don't worry so much about getting it, quote, unquote, right. If something turns out not as expected, it will be fine. Just keep going. Learn from it. Course correct. Uh, develop a strong work ethic. Have good intentions. Just do your best, whatever position you're in, whatever you're doing, do your best. Try to be a leader, even if you don't have a title. Just try to bring that positivity and support and, and just keep going. So of all of the things you've obviously stayed sure on course and been true to yourself, what, of all the things you've accomplished and done in your life, what are you the proudest of? There's a lot of things that I'm proud of. <laughs> uh, all the work I've done on myself, let's start with that. Uh, the growth. Uh, the just developing, nurturing family bonds, uh, blood and chosen, um, building a life with my husband, uh, friendships. I would say living life according to our values and ethics, just continuing to choose our own morality. Well, it's not choosing our own morality, but continue to be moral and choosing our, our own opportunities and uh, just going for it, embracing, embracing what comes our way. And I would say if, if, if we're talking just like from a professional uh, perspective, 
uh, I'm very proud of the work that I do as a CEO. I'm very proud of the work that I do in developing leaders and helping entrepreneurs grow their business. It, it, feels, it feels really great to see how the work that I do actually changes people's lives by, let's say, helping them run their business better or, or find what they truly enjoy. Uh, I think that the thing I would say is probably the common link between all of that is I, I try to do my part to actively infuse positivity in the world that sometimes feels like it's just one massive dumpster fire, you know? <laughs> and you can't really control what goes on outside, but I can control how I show up. I can control what I contribute to the world. And I think that as long as I keep doing that, as long as I keep figuring out how to have that positive impact, then that's what I'm most proud of. So, Jocelyn, everyone out there has an idea of who they think you are. There's different pockets of people that you interact with, from family to friends to clients to colleagues, but ultimately you're the one in control of your life. What's your perception mm -hmm. of you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> I think I'm going to start with perception is very highly subjective. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, if you have a, a lower self-awareness or introspection, there's a risk that our perception of ourselves is going to be quite off between what we're actually putting out in the world and the impact we're truly having versus what we believe we're putting out in the world and what we believe that uh, the impact that we're having. Um, so I think that one of the things I do for myself is I rely on a trusted few to help keep me in check <laughs> so that the per per perception that I have of myself and the impact that I think I have is actually what's happening. Um, just want to be clear, though, I don't let others define me. <laughs> but I just you know, kind of check in sometimes. You know, I always give the example that, you know, when you watch um, a singing competition and then the, the person shows up in the audition and you listen to them and you're like, how do you think that you belong on this competition? My ears are hurting. Your notes are so off. <laughs> and so I always kind of make sure that, am I that person? Am, do I think that I'm doing all these amazing things, but really the rest of the world is looking at me going, yeah, not so much. So, um, so I always kind of try to get that, that perspective and, and perception to make sure that, that what I'm putting out is actually what's happening. So I think that the perception that others have of me is, probably pretty close to who I am. Uh, I, I care a lot about being authentic. I care a lot within, within reason, obviously. I mean, I'm, I'm diplomatic when it's required. Um, I, I put on the filters when required. I recognize when others aren't ready to hear about their true selves and so that kind of thing. But I try to live my life very genuinely. I, I, I truly care about people. I truly care about... Uh, being a positive force, and so I think that I think that I'm doing that. I think that that who people perceive me to be is pretty close to the truth of of who I am. And so, as long as you know I'm doing my my part in my little corner of the world to make a difference for the better, then I think I think I'm on track. That's a great answer, Jocelyn. If anyone out there wants to learn more about you, your services, anything pertaining to your world, where can they go? Yeah, I think one of the first places probably to get to know me better and know my leadership philosophy and stuff would be to check out my YouTube channel. So every other week I release videos where I teach 
And so my YouTube is at Jocelyn Moray Nurse. And uh, I would say probably connect with me maybe on LinkedIn or on IG, Instagram, uh, because I post regularly. And so I think that gives a good sense of what it would be like to work with me, what my leadership philosophy again is, and that kind of thing. But in terms of uh, services and offerings, if anybody's interested in working with me, I'd say check out my website, luxentus.com. So that's L-O-X-E-N-T-U-S.com. And uh, that, that showcases what my services are, how I work with people, my courses, all that good stuff. Wonderful. Jocelyn, thank you for being so gracious with your time, opening up your story. I'm looking forward to getting it out there. And best of luck with everything. That's amazing. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.